Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. What did you think of the Harry Potter reunion? Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. It made me so sad that Alan Rickman's dead, though. I wanted him to be there and just to talk about everything that he was part of, but... It was so sweet. Also, I had no idea that's what Hagrid looked like. In real life? In real life. <laughs> he's just either. He's one of those characters that I just never cared to like look, look up what images. what the actor looks like. Yeah. Him. I was like, who are you, sir? Yes. So he threw me off. Um, Emma Watson is still the most beautiful human she's literally, ever. I love her so much. <laughs> she's the best. And when she talked about like her and Tom, I was... Oh dying when her and ron were talking about their kissing scene i was cracking (laughs) up oh my gosh it was so funny because it's so true it's like i can't imagine trying to kiss this person yes and take it seriously when you grew up together yeah but then the moment when um rupert tells her that she he loves her oh my gosh he's like as a friend just yeah also i had no idea he was like married with a kid i didn't know he had a kid either what but he he has not been in anything since Harry oh no, Potter. he's just been living his best life. Oh yeah, I mean you don't need to. Absolutely not. But I just assumed he'd they would all want to continue acting because I mean Emma Watts has been in a bunch of stuff. Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. he's done a lot more like theater acting. Yeah, but they're still doing stuff. So I was surprised that he really hasn't done yeah. anything. Well, when you like look at that whole journey from when they were like first casted mm-hmm. to everything, like I forgot how they were like open casting harry potter i didn't realize they did i i i i knew it at the time but mm-hmm. maybe it was like i didn't understand the scale of it or mm-hmm. what but it was just seeing those lines of just like thousands of kids Can you, but for emma watson to be picked or yeah to be picked out of that cat like an open casting call yes that's amazing yes and then same thing with rupert grin yeah. it was like you know, they're kids when they signed up for right. this. So it's like, it makes sense why Emma Watson has, like, a crisis when she's 15 if she right. wants to do this anymore. Like, it makes sense why it's Rupert It's like they Grant don't know like, anything else. Exactly. Well, it was like, it was all they knew, and it was all that they had. Like, they were locked in for the most part. Right. Like, they're not, like, like maybe he didn't want to keep acting. I like, know. And it, that's it, okay. But it'd be such a hard decision because... Harry Potter meant so much to so many people yeah. and to like disappoint the whole fan base by dropping out. Oh yeah. I feel I'm like so glad pressure. she did it. I, I think that's why she did it for everyone else. I agree. But, but I'm saying with Rupert Grant. Yeah. I like, I can understand why when it was done, he's like, I'm done. Like I wanted to do this when I was a kid. I was really excited about this role, right. but I was seeing it 10 the years thing of that I life. care about or love or right. whatever. I can see that. Just 10 years. I'm like, that's such an insane amount of time. I know. I feel like the only other people, because nobody gets to stay with characters that long. That was the other thing that that made me think about is like, what other, because one of them said something like, you know, it doesn't happen where you get to see people grow up like this. And right. I'm like, has there never been another movie or show where? I mean, the only other shows I can think of are like Game of Thrones because it had seven seasons. Because you think about of. like Arya, like Arya. And Sansa, they were so young when it started. Yeah, so you see them. And they grew into themselves. That's true. But other than that, I mean, most shows don't have kids because I was, I was shocked watching the director of the first two movies. Yeah. Like I never even thought about how hard it would be to wrangle all these eight, nine, ten-year-olds. I was like, he 
has the patience of a saint. I, I have so much more respect now for the first two movies having yes. to deal with children. Mm-hmm. So it was just interesting to see them to, like with the different directors because I've always questioned why they switched directors yeah. for some of it and why they went certain ways. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish the whole series had been directed by the same person to have like a similar flow. Yeah. And obviously the last director was the best because it was so dark and so yeah. like deep that way. But I think the the energy of the books also changed. It so does. it makes sense that the energy of the movies would yeah. as well. But Yeah. But I loved it. I loved it so much. So much. And then I was surprised I didn't realize that the woman who played Narcissa died. Yeah, I didn't either. I was because she's also in Peaky Blinders, right? Yeah, is that why there hasn't been a new season of Peaky Blinders? Well, I know season six is either being filmed or they're about to start filming. But I'm like, is that has there been a delay? Because possibly, I had no oh idea. no, I did know she died, but I didn't, I didn't connect that she was Narcissa. Yeah, I, I saw like because um, that's the same actress, right? Yeah, I saw yeah. Killian Murphy post when she passed away he did like a tribute and i was like oh my gosh it's so sad yeah i didn't realize she was was narcissa and just the fact that everybody thought she was such an incredible actress like when tom (laughs) felton was like crying i was like oh my god that was one obviously because she's such an overlooked character but when he was like pointing that out i was like she is she is so important and i i'm like i want to rewatch and reread now I've been like really wanting to reread those because I don't I don't like watching the Half Blood Prince movie. I love it, yeah, but I also it's one of those movies I don't want to watch because it's so sad and it's so hard to watch. So I feel like I don't see Draco as much and Narcissa as much because I always rewatch like the The first first few or the last. I agree. I'm the same way. Like five and six, I don't watch as often. But no, well, and also like two of my favorite characters die in those two movies. Very like, true. Sirius Black, I love oh, Sirius Black love more than anything. Yes, and I, I was devastated, and I thought it was so funny they brought it up in there too because I was one of the people who thought he would come back. Who thought he would come back because I was like, they didn't say what spell Bellatrix used. Mm-hmm. It could have been anything. Yeah, like he could come back, and then when in the movie. Because I think when the movie happened, um, the last books had not come out yet. Right. So there was still, I still felt like there was that potential. I remember that because when Bellatrix said Avada Kedavra in the movie, mm-hmm. I was like, no! Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, J.K. Rowling sanctioned this. Does mm-hmm. this mean he's actually dead? Yeah. But I was one of those people. That's why I thought it was so funny they brought it up. They're yeah. like, no, he, like, obviously he's, he's dead. dead. But yeah i loved it that made me so happy to watch i know but narcissa for some reason Mm -hmm. that actress like really hurt me Mm -hmm. like i've been sad about the first you know dumbledore i've been sad about alan rickman Mm -hmm. but i just i think because i didn't know she passed and then seeing like tom felton and um oh my god who's the actor that plays lucius Oh, I forgot. His I always name. want to say John Ham, but it's not John Ham. It's no. a John Ham lookalike. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, he was so funny listening to him. He was so fun. talk. I had no like when he hit Tom Felton on the hand. I was cracking up. He's like he had tears in his eyes when he looked at me. This little ten year old boy. Oh I was like, gosh. oh my gosh. I was like, I'm surprised you didn't get in trouble for that. I know. And I was like, if I was his mom, I would have been pissed. So good. But. Has McGonagall passed away? No, Maggie's is she still alive? Smith is still because she has cancer. No, there's a new um, Downton Abbey. And she's movie. in it. Yes, she's the center of it. It's that like woman is killing her. it. I'm like Maggie Smith will live forever. Because yes. like, I knew yes. she had cancer, but I thought she had passed. But well, so she's always been like I've always been nervous about her because I remember. In the last movie, mm-hmm. she was filming it while she was doing chemo. Right. And I remember thinking, like, she is, to continue to use my favorite word, such a badass. Mm-hmm. Like, look at her. Like, she's so strong. She's so powerful. She's finishing this. She's finishing this. And she's doing it with so much grace. And she's incredible. And so I remember thinking that in that moment. And then I've just seen her in little things. And every time I see her, I'm like, okay, she's so good. Yeah. Like, okay, she's still doing great. She's still acting. Everything's fine. So, I mean, I'm guessing she's beat cancer because it's been a decade since the last movie came out. Yeah. That's crazy. It's been that long. Well, that was the other thing that cracked me up because I was like, 20 years of Harry Potter? Like, it's been 
20 years and in my brain i was thinking since like the last movie came but out it's since the but it's, first. it's since i know because i was thinking that too and i was like they're so old but i was like but they're not old enough and then i was like <laughs> but oh, they're not old enough it's 20 years since the beginning uh but actually all righty finale week it's finale week welcome back everybody it's crazy season two finale i can't believe we've gotten this far we've done two seasons of this i know you've listened to two seasons of this <laughs> Congrats, everybody. We've all done a great job here. I know. Um, okay, so this week, to wrap it up, we're doing chapter 61 through 69, the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And we're calling this the High Lady of the Night Court. Oh, <laughs> all the feels. All the feels. Um, so there's a lot of little chapters here, so we're going to try and like keep it, keep it moving through it. Mm-hmm. But so many exciting things. so much happens like when you say the last there's so much that happens after chapters 54 and 55 there is clearly so much that happens so much and i whipped out quite a few yikes stickers because it's like not only is so much happening but oh my gosh i was very stressed yes for sure (laughs) this is a stressful read Mm -hmm. but it's um like i was trying to remember my like reading pace of this series and i remembered reading the first book at quarter florence and roses and being like oh that was good i'll I'll look into picking up the next one mm-hmm. and i think maybe like a week later i got the next one from the library yep when i finished this book i was like i can't even wait for the book from the library yeah. i have to keep going and so it's just the energy in these last few chapters is like even though this book is ending you cannot stop reading no you need to know what happens <laughs> you're like next. wait i need more pages yes <laughs> So, um, we'll kick it off with chapter 61. Um, this was a yikes sticker, like I said. Um, and I said, the inner circle goes to Highburn to find the cauldron. And I also put in all caps, stressed. Yeah. <laughs> I put nail biter in all yes. caps. So, um, what were your first thoughts? Uh, just, I'm very nervous reading this chapter. Um, I felt like something was not going to go right because everything seemed to be going right. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, as I said, a nail biter of a chapter. It really was. So they're, um, getting set to leave mm-hmm. and Amryn is like giving out advice. She's saying, um, that cauldron makes the book seem harmless. If the spell fails or you cannot move it, then leave, fly well. And you're just like, oh, like, Amryn's nervous. Yeah. So if Amryn's nervous... We should be nervous. Yeah. So it's like right from the beginning, it's like, this is why Mm -hmm. we're feeling that tension. And as with all of Reese's plans, he's so quick to action. Yes. It's like we're immediately leaving for Highburn. Yeah. I was like, okay, here we go again. Exactly. Um, And as and Cassian have both advised Reese that they will protect Pharaoh with their lives. Yes. And Reese can't be with Pharaoh when they winnow over there. But then also, and again, with Reese, how he always has, like, so many different plans running in his head, mm-hmm. he looked to more, and it says, she nodded once, but said, I know my orders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are Moore's orders? Right. So they, you know, winnow to Highburn. Yep. And Farrah notes that Highburn's castle is bone white. Ooh, this is just creepy. I know. Just a, that's not a color I want to hear. No, it's, you know, gl- like snow white, glistening mm-hmm. white. It's the fact that it's bone white. I know. It's just intimidating. Yep. Um. So they get to the castle, and I feel like they make pretty quick work of, like, uh, the guards that are around. Mm-hmm. The, um, like, you just have, like, Azrael, like, coming out of a passage saying, like, that he got them and that there was blood on his knife. And he's like, hurry. So they're, like... Mm. in fairly quickly yeah but again it feels too good i know i don't like how it feels and the book knows where it is which creeps me out and makes me think that this isn't good it says home take me home so it it knows it does oh so they make it to the cauldron yes and she says ancient cruel without allegiance to anyone but itself the cauldron they needn't have bothered learning where it was held inside the castle I had no doubt I'd be drawn right to it. And my, I was kind of just wondering, why is that? You know, because is, is it the book that she's carrying that's drawing her to the cauldron? Or is it because she was made that she's drawn to the cauldron? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she didn't come out of the cauldron like Elena Nesta do further along yeah. in these chapters. So I was like, why is she drawn to it? Yeah, I think it's like 
she's they kept saying that like like calls to like phrasing and so it's like that was why she was able to find the book of breathing Mm -hmm. so it's like maybe in the same way if she's able to find the book of breathing and book of breathing is looking for the cauldron Mm -hmm. that's why she's able to like sent out the cauldron a little bit yeah i don't know but they they make it find the room to the cauldron Mm -hmm. and then we go into Chapter 62. Yep. <laughs> which um, I've just put, Feyre attempts to nullify the cauldron. Yeah. So obviously, you know, I was kind of expecting the plan to fail. Yes. But I wasn't expecting her to join the two halves of the book. No, like literally, like Amran told you like two things. <laughs> and this was one of the things that she did. Yeah. It's like I'm reminiscing to her times with Alice. Yeah. You know, it's like you you had very simple instructions. Mm-hmm. And you still can't follow them. I, know. I was like, come on, Farah. So, and the other thing was I was not expecting Jurian, of all people, to appear. Right. So, like, those were my two big overarching thoughts. Like, oh, my gosh. The description of the cauldron mm-hmm. at the very beginning creeped me out. So, it said, the cauldron was absence and presence, darkness and whatever the darkness had come from, but not life, not joy or light or hope. And it was perhaps the size of a bathtub, forged of dark iron. It's three legs. Those three legs the king had ransacked those temples to find, crafted like creeping branches covered in thorns. It's just, it gives you such like creepy vibes. I like, know. And the the funny thing is, all the creepy things I kind of overlooked because I noticed that it said it was the size of a bathtub. Yeah. And I was thinking, when I think cauldron, I was thinking more the size of a pot you'd use for like a low country boil. Yeah. Just a big deep pot that fits in my cabinet not Mm -hmm. a bathtub like a huge tub i'm picturing (sighs) like hocus pocus cauldron yeah you know Mm -hmm. creepy Mm -hmm. um and and this is where pharaoh says kind of like how i mentioned earlier the Mm -hmm. like calls to like so this is the idea that they kind of keep you know coming back to and that's why she was drawn to it right and she says that the cauldron has something like a heartbeat yeah which was so interesting it i mean it's weird because it's like the cauldron created so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the idea behind the cauldron. That it could have created the universe. It created the universe. It's this creating force. So I feel like, you know, you can't create something from nothing. So it has to have its own life force in a way. But yeah. it's just really disturbing mm-hmm. to think of that. Right. Um. So Feyre goes to nullify the cauldron. She, like you said, puts the two books together. Mm-hmm. And, of course, cannot say the word she's meant to say. Yeah. Well, first, so she touches the cauldron. She said, pain, pain and ecstasy and power and weakness flowed into me. Everything that was and wasn't, fire and ice, light and dark, deluge and drought, the map for creation. It's like, oh, wow. That's just a lot of feeling going in. Yeah. But then she joins the two book or the two halves of the book. And it doesn't get better. No. And um, so you can kind of hear in the background that, like, Moore and Cassian are kind of, like, arguing about, like, whether or not to stop Feyre. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, Asriel is the one who pulls her out of it. Right. Because a handsome brown-haired male swaggered down the steps. Mm-hmm. Human. His ears were round, but his eyes. I knew the color of those eyes. Jurian. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. The only other thing I wanted to point out when we when she was um, joining the two halves of the book, mm-hmm. she said that she no longer would be a conduit for the cauldron, but the cauldron's master. Ooh. I was like, huh. Yeah, but she wasn't. <laughs> like, you know I what I know. mean? It's like, you had, like, Feyre. But I'm wondering, was the cauldron trying to, con- or the book, like, was the book trying to convince her that Ooh. if she did this, she would be in control, and that's why she kind of... Why? went ahead and did it or because she knew in her head not to join them but it was they tricked her right it was talking to her and trying to convince her and i was like are you really are you really seeking that much power that you wanted to be like the cauldron's master yeah i don't know i just wondered about that that's interesting and then what the heck is jurian doing here he was an eye and a a finger bone last time (laughs) we saw him i know (laughs) and now he's a person Oh. So to me, I'm like, obviously, Feyre's failed this mission. Yes. But also, so it's like when Jurian was human the first time, mm-hmm. he was against Highburn and Amarantha. Right. So what the question immediately is like, A, what's he doing here? And mm-hmm. B, like, what is he going to do? Like, whose side is he on? Right. So we find that out pretty quick, though. Mm-hmm. Chapter 63. Yep, just dive in. <laughs> we meet the king of Highburn and the rest of his cronies, including Jurian. 
Yeah. So what were your thoughts on 63? So here's where everything falls apart. Literally. I knew it was too easy. And, yeah. And that is because it was a trap. Yeah. So, and then there's, you know, the whole last line of the chapter where Lucian and Tamlin just seem to be here. I'm just like, what is happening? First, Jurian surprises us. Now, Lucian and Tamlin. None of these people. I know. None of these (laughs) characters are meant to be here. No. None of it makes sense. Yep. Um, Right off the bat, I thought it was really cool how Reese, like, snuck the book away from her. Yes. It was, Um, like, very sneaky and, like always focused Mm -hmm. and i you know i appreciate the fair instant instantly realizes that she missed her opportunity on that one and that she failed oh yeah so because i know previously she had done things and it took her a while to kind of figure out she messed up but pretty quick on this one yeah she really is um so jurian is asking about Miriam, who Mm -hmm. we know is his like love love and i thought it was funny so more at first says that she's dead like mm-hmm. the story is and Jurian goes liar you were always such a liar Morgan and I think that's so ironic because she's the Morgan she's the she's truth, truth. <laughs> I'm like what yeah what do you mean she was always a liar so thought that was interesting mm-hmm. but coming to find out Jurian is basically a distraction so oh. that Highburn could cast a spell that wouldn't allow them to leave the castle and starts taking away some of their powers right Jurian also mentions, um, he says, didn't you, didn't you remember? Perhaps you forgot. It was a good thing I was there, awake for every moment, Resand. She stole his book of spells to take your powers. Mm. I was like, oh, obviously he's referring to Amarantha. And it seems like she stole the book of breathing from Hybern solely to take care of Reese. Yeah. The way that, like, he implies it. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting, because Reese was never supposed to have been at that party that would have you know, nullified his powers. He just came there to trap Amarantha. So it's just interesting that it all came full circle, I guess. It really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the King of Highburn appears. Who doesn't have a name, which is so odd. It's interesting to notice. It's mm-hmm. just the King of Highburn. Right. And I think you and I, for short, just refer to him as Highburn. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I forget sometimes. I was like, wait, Highburn isn't his name. It's a place. <laughs> it's the place that he is king of. Right. So that's definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jurian sneak attacks. I know. Azrael. What the heck? With an ash arrow that is poisoned with the bloodbane. Like what? Not expecting that. No. It was very disappointing. So um, that ash arrow apparently um, had like poison in it mm-hmm. that the king of Hybern was controlling. And so he was using that to control the group to right. do what he wants. So they follow him mm-hmm. into a, I don't know, like throne a different room. room, a throne room. That's mm-hmm. the right word. And then that's when. Well, that's, he sits upon a throne, which is made by none other than human bones. Of course. Of course. Tracks. But then, yes, as you mentioned, what the hell? Yes. Lucian and Tamlin. Yeah. And again, it's not just Lucian and Tamlin show up. They walk out because the king says, now that I've upheld my end of the bargain, I expect you to uphold yours. And they come out. So it's like, what bargain? Yeah. Did you make, you dumbass? I was like, this is the guy that wants to go to war. Why do you make a bargain with somebody who wants to go to war? What are you guys doing? You hated him. Ugh. You hate Amarantha. You hated him. Right. What? So stupid i know and again obviously i'm just dying to go into the next chapter because like what the heck what is happening chapter 64 Mm -hmm. tamlin's bargain is revealed and the king of highburn shows his hand and my initial thoughts are what the heck is happening yeah (laughs) i just i was (laughs) tamlin's bargain with highburn fair able to mentally break free from the spell for a moment everyone finding out fair and reese are mates the queen's coming elena nesta being dragged in what <laughs> i was like this is everything all in one chapter it's, it's this chapter is like what like 10 five, pages but not even oh is it not even <laughs> not even as you say this is probably this and the next chapter are the two craziest chapters yeah this is crazy so we find out tamlin made a bargain with highburn right and again just like freaking tamlin are you kidding me so are you that stupid yes apparently <sighs> So Highburn will give over Farah in exchange. He will let in exchange. Um, Tamlin will let Highburn's forces enter Prithian through the Spring Court and use it as a base to remove the wall. What? 
really? She sent you a freaking note to leave her alone. Yeah. She, you know, dodged Lucian and told him, leave me alone. And you make a deal with Highburn to get her back. What the heck? I, I know, I know we have talked about how retrospectively mm-hmm. I've come to like maybe understand Tamlin a little bit more and maybe what his trauma is and why he's acting. No, I came back to this point and I'm like, <laughs> no, this is why I freaking hate this guy. Yeah. I hate, like I just, my, my total distaste of him has been like revived. I again. know. I forgot. Like I no just- one asked me about a Tamlin redemption arc for the next few weeks at least. Like, yeah. come on. I forgot he did this. Like, I knew he trapped her in the house, and I hated him for that, but I kind of understood that. Yeah. This, I was, I totally forgot how horrible he is. Like, because it, it's just, it's the stupidest thing. It's not like he got suckered into something. No, he, he was- made this deal. And it's worse. She says, Tamlin held out a hand, Farah, an order, like I was no better than a summoned dog. No. No, we are so past this point. Absolutely not. And then there's another part of the bargain that Highburn had agreed to with Tamlin, it was to break the bond that Farah and Reese had made under the mountain. Mm-hmm. And Tamlin is telling Farah that this is why he was gone so often. He was finding a way to free her. I mean, like, like we said, protecting people, taking care of your people are not inherently red flags. No. But to go to this level to not talk to the person about what it is that's happening, what they right. need. It's like, come on. He's so stuck in his head on what he thought was right. And mm-hmm. I think this is where, like, idealism can get twisted. And in a way, like, it's so crazy because it's like, I feel like some of the core tenets of who Tamlin was outside of Feyre mm-hmm. have completely disappeared. Oh, yeah. Because he's so obsessed about what he has to do by Feyre. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you've completely forgotten who you said you were. Right. It's just, uh, it's just so, so upsetting. But in the background, this, so this conversation's happening, mm-hmm. right? And Feyre's kind of like working some magic in the background. Yes convincing the power that Highburn had that was holding her powers back mm-hmm. that sh- it can't hold her. Right. Which like, I love. So impressive. Um, And I thought, so right as she gets that power released, mm-hmm. so Tamlin, like, was coming at her basically to grab her. Right. Magic is released. She winnows and Tamlin walks right into Reese's fist. And I was like, yeah. I know. And I'm sure Reese was so happy to finally be able to like punch him in the face. Oh my God. <laughs> he deserves it. Yes. Tamlin deserves a good punch in the face. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, everybody figures out that Farah and Reese are mates. <laughs> like, because they pick up on the smell. Yeah. So, but Tamlin's response, he looks at Reese and he says, you, what did you do to her? And I'm just like, dude, you are not getting this. I know. Like, like you don't choose me. It, it just happens. Exactly. <sighs> so, and additionally, we learned that Tamlin had advised Highburn that once Pharaoh was returned to him, Highburn could use her and her powers, Ugh. which I was like, really, Tamlin? Like, it's bad enough that you were going to break her bond from under the mountain yes. and just get her back, but you're promising... Highburn, the ability to use her. Yeah, you wouldn't let her out of the house. Right. Because you were so worried for her safety. And, and you're, like, whoring her powers away. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, so the king of Highburn tells her that, and she goes, I made no bargain with you. Mm-hmm. And the king of Highburn goes, no, but your master did, so you will obey. And I was like, master? Ugh. No! Not fair. No. No! And Farrah says, if you bring me from here, if you take me from my mate, I will destroy you. I will destroy your court and everything you hold dear. Yes. Threaten I love him. That. But then again, Tamlin goes, you don't know what you're talking about. I know. And then it says Lucian cringed. And I was like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not a child. I know. Like, he's so belittling to but her. But she does know what she's talking about. She's choosing to say these things. Yeah. Like... And then the queens come in, mm-hmm. and behind them are her sisters. What the heck? Where did her sisters come from? Also, like, weren't Reese's guards protecting them? That's what I thought. 
I love how every chapter ends with these people coming in that you're like, what the heck? I need to go to the next chapter. That's true. Every single one, it's like, Jurian appeared. And then Tamlin and Lucian appeared. And then her sisters appeared. It's just one appearance after the other. I know. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay, chapter... 65. 65. This is freaking ridiculous, this chapter. Um, my summary is kind of funny. I put, Feyre's sisters find themselves caught in the middle of Tamlin's shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I said, OMG, WTF, I can't. Like, there's <laughs> there's too much to have initial thoughts on this chapter. I was just, it was too freaking much and nothing at all like I expected, basically. Pharaoh's opening line was, this was some new hell, some new level of nightmare. I even went so far as to try to wake myself up. That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's heartbreaking. Because mm-hmm. uh, she's fought so hard to keep them safe. Yeah. And it was all for naught. I know. Um, so come to find out, Ianthe is in league with Highburn. Oh, my God. And she gave him the names of Feyre's sisters. I was like, you total biatch. Just, ugh. Ianthe is the worst. Yes. You know, like at the beginning of this book, I felt like Feyre obviously was in a really dark place. Mm-hmm. But she was just so trusting of Ianthe and yeah. telling her about her sisters and how she was like sad that she didn't want them here because they didn't think that they would understand. Right. And just to like use that trust I know. in this way is just so shitty. It really is. And like I think Tamlin, you know, obviously Tamlin and Lucian are surprised to find out Ianthe was behind this. Yeah. And Hyburn just kind of explains how Ianthe, you know, had been away for 50 years while they were all yeah, like being under the spell of Amarantha and she had her mind opened and once the high priestess is in power basically over the high lords. Yeah. So she had no problem turning against Tamlin, which is terrible. Because that was his childhood friend. Yeah. So. Also, though, I don't give a shit. He deserves to be betrayed. <laughs> True. Uh, so at one point, the King of Highborn releases some of his power. Which is like pure magic, basically. Pure magic. And Cassian puts himself in front of Azriel, who's Which already is, injured. Ugh. Brothers. Brothers. Um, but he had his wings spread out. And they shred. <laughs> shred. That breaks my heart. He's screaming in pain, which... I just... I can't even imagine. I know. I don't like that both of them are hurt so badly right now. No, these are my two warriors. I know. That's what exactly... Like, last episode, we were like, they're warriors. Yes. And look at them now. I know. It's really upsetting. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I know. So they're... You know, they're... Everybody, it seems like, is trying to go after Highburn. Like, Moore is going after him. Everybody's mm-hmm. trying, but then he basically just threatens Asriel. Right. With that poison again. Right. So they have no choice but to stop. Yep. And then the king of Highburn says, put the prettier one in first. And he, she turns to see her sisters and the ladies. He says, ladies, eternity awaits. And now the girls are going to get put into the cauldron. Which they're doing as, um, Highburn's using them as an example to show the queens that they can be made immortal. Right. Basically. Um, I do want to give Tamlin just like two ounces of credit. He didn't agree to this part of Highburn's deal. It's too late. It is too late. You make a deal with the devil. I know. But he, I mean, he's freaking out. He doesn't want Pharaoh's sisters going in the cauldron because he does... I mean, as much as, as crazy as he is, he does truly love Farah. Yeah. And he doesn't want this for her because he knows she doesn't want her sisters to go in there. It's convenient that he knows she doesn't want this, but doesn't realize anything else she wants. I know. But I'm just saying, I, I, I do want to give him slight credit on that. It's, I just, the idea of how people don't understand how their actions might have consequences is one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, Tamlin, you made a deal with Highburn. Like, did you think he was going to be honorable? Right. Did you think he was just going to, like, walk away? Did mm-hmm. you think he wasn't going to manipulate every other part of you? Like, right. What, what did you expect, you idiot? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, oh, I'm so mad. So mad. Yeah. So. And so Elaine goes into the cauldron. Ness is screaming, obviously. Of 
And then, oh, this just kills me. So Cassian blindly lurched toward it, toward her, moaning in pain. And I'm like, even in his wrecked state, he's still trying to protect Feyre's sisters like he promised. And then, oh, yeah, that just, it kills me. I'm like, Cassian, your wings are shredded. You're just dying over there. And you're still trying to protect them. Oh, he's the best. So Elaine goes in and then Elaine comes out and she's alive. Yeah, which is I mean that's a positive. So, but There's she's that. definitely high fae. which is insane. Yeah. So, and then it's Nesta's turn. And yeah. again Cassian stirred, slumping on the floor, but his hand twitched toward Nesta. <laughs> well, and then so Feyre goes, there were different kinds of torture I realized. There was the torture that I had endured, that Reese had endured, and then there was this. Mm. And it just breaks my heart. The torture that Reese had worked so hard for those 50 years to avoid, the nightmares that haunted him, to be unable to move, to fight while our loved ones were broken. My eyes met with those of my mate. Agony rippled in that violet stare, raging guilt and utter agony, the mirror to my own. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine being forced to watch as like the worst thing that could ever happen to your loved ones is happening and you just have to stand by and do nothing that honestly that's probably the worst form of torture you could ever do to anybody so So nesta's the next one to go under and i just in classic nesta fashion it says nesta fought every step of the way she did not make it easy for them she clawed and kicked and bucked and it was not enough and we were not enough to save her Hmm. But like I, I love Nesta's spirit. Like, oh yeah, I, <sighs> if she's gonna be forced, she's gonna freaking fight. Mm-hmm. And oh, this this kills me. So Cassian stirred again, his shredded wings twitching and spraying blood, his muscles quivering at Nesta's shouts, her raging. His eyes fluttered open, glazed and unseeing, an answer to some call in his blood, a promise he'd made her. Mm. So he's still like he's. I mean, he's dying over there, bleeding out, shredded wings. Like gaze will not stop fighting. No, will not stop fighting, and I just love that. I love that too. And before Nesta goes under, mm-hmm. she points a finger at the King of Highburn. One finger, a curse and a damning. Mm. <sighs> yeah, a promise. <laughs> I love that. Yep. So Nesta goes under, and then um, so it says. Oh so- well, so before that, so Ooh. oh, actually, I think you're about to say what I was going to say. Go no, ahead. You're good. So as Nesta's head was forced under the water. And as that hand was shoved violently down, the King of Highburn had the good sense to look somewhat unnerved. Like, darn, yes. Yes. But it's, I mean, that's crazy. This is a human that unnerves him. That's just terrifying. She is. If the freaking King of Highburn is unnerved by this woman, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nessa's impressive in this scene. Like, so impressive in this scene. Um, So she goes in, she comes out, she's also alive, which is good. Yep. Um, But... Uh, Pharaoh says, from however Elaine had been made, Nesta was different. Even before she took her first breath, I felt it. As if the cauldron in making her had been forced to give more than it wanted. As if Nesta had fought, even after she went under, and had decided that if she was to be dragged into hell, she was taking that cauldron with her. And I, I'm just like, girl. I know. So much power there. So much power. As a human. I, yeah, it's very impressive. I'm very impressed with Nesta in this scene. And then immediately, again, she just like bounces back into action and goes after Elaine to right. help her because mm-hmm. um, she's just sitting there sobbing. Right. And this is when Lucian mm-hmm. has a moment. Yeah. He says, you're my mate. He looks at Elaine and says, you're my mate. Ugh. No. <laughs> I'm, ugh. I'm just startled. Like, in the midst of all this craziness, this yeah. is kind of honestly the last thing that I care about or is on my mind is yeah. love scenes right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. So, and it's just startling. Like, Lucian and Elaine. Yeah. So. It's weird. And I think I think what you said is exactly right. This is the last thing I care about right now. <laughs> right. It's kind of odd to throw it in there. So. It's definitely interesting timing. hmm But I'm pissed at Lucian, too. So... Well, you can't be pissed at him that she's his maid. That's I'm not, not pissed. That's, yeah, I'm saying in general. Oh, yeah. I'm at, currently pissed at Lucian, right. too. Yeah, because he's part of the whole Tamlin thing. So I exceptionally do not care. Right. <laughs> that's what I meant by that. Okay. I'm on board with that. Because uh, I think Nesta's reaction at the beginning of this next chapter would have been mine in that mm. moment as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So chapter 66. Okay. Um, so for this one, I say, Feyre makes a plan to help her family escape. What oh. were your first thoughts? Um, what a freaking brilliant plan. But also, what the heck, Feyre? No. I was like, you can't no. break your bond with Reese. No. You can't do it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So Feyre has a brilliant idea. Yes. She pretends to go into like this spasm sort of something. It's like she's been taken out of a trance all right. of a sudden. Um, where she shines light out of herself um, mm-hmm. and uses her day court powers, curse breaker, spell breaker. Mm-hmm. I love that reference. She gets rid of the wards in the castle that are keeping them there. And then she pretends to come out of it, you know, looking at Tamlin and asking basically what the night court did to her. Oh, it's brilliant. But what? I just, I love <gasps> the command Feyre took in this chapter. Yes. Like usually... Reese is the one running the show. Mm-hmm. And she's strong and powerful in her own right. But right. he usually is the one running it. This is her. All her. All her. And I love it. Yes. There's an extra level of power there on her on her end. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So we kick off with Nesta saying to Lucian, she is no such thing oh. in regards to being her his, mate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which agreed right of course there. with nesta defending elaine obviously yes it all tracks mm-hmm. um and so let's see what happens next well then it's Farah's brilliant idea oh yes okay so Farah says i could not accept it i could not endure it not that and for reese for the family i'd found they had not needed me not really only to nullify the cauldron i had failed them just as i had failed my sisters whose lives i'd now shattered I thought of that ring waiting for me at home. I thought of the ring on Elaine's finger from a man who would now likely hunt her down and kill her if Lucian let her leave it all. I thought of all the things I wanted to paint and never would, but for them, for my family, both of blood and my own choosing, for my mate, the idea that hit me did not seem so frightening. And so I was not afraid. I have chills. I know. I literally, yeah. Oh, so good. So. so she has that spasm, the light comes out, mm-hmm. and that light gets rid of this curse, that right. the spell that, because that was Ivern had on them. Her being kind of her trick was that she was going to blast this light, but nobody knows that it is her spellbreaker yep. powers. It's just this light radiating, so she unlocks the wards holding them there. Yes, which, thank you, Decor. Yes, thank you. And she puts on such a show. Oh my gosh. With Tamlin. Yes. She acts like she was under a spell mm-hmm. from Reese the whole time. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I am sickened, but I am impressed. <laughs> Very impressed. And then she goes up to the king and asks him to break the bond. Actually, she tells him to break the bond. Right. She's not asking. I'm like, no, what are you doing? Well, first off, Reese picked up on it so quickly. Yes. It said, but Reese slid his hands into his pockets as he purred, How did you get free? Mm-hmm. Like, he knew immediately where she was going with this. Right. And so he's playing along really well. But when she says that to Highburn, he like panics. Well, because she bit. says, like, break the bond from under the mountain and break the mating bond. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that's not. You, no, 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 no. You don't have to say that one. Just, like, what? No, no. <sighs> and I feel like Reese is blindsided by that part too. He's like, under the mountain, okay. But the mating bond, you, you can't. What? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I was like, don't. And so Feyre says, the court of dreams. I had belonged to a court of dreams and dreamers. And for their dreams, for what they had worked for, sacrificed for, I could do it. No. <sighs> no, Feyre. No. So ugh, the king, the king does it. He breaks the bond and they're both like screaming in pain. Yeah. And the bond is broken. And then also Tamlin says to Reese, he goes, I don't give a shit if she's your mate. I don't give a shit if you think you're entitled to her. She is mine. And one day I'm going to repay every bit of pain she felt, every bit of suffering and despair. One day, perhaps when she decides she wants to end you, I'll be happy to oblige her. And I want to call out a few things here. Mm-hmm. First off, she's not yours. <laughs> For like the possessiveness that it's, but at the same time, like that was the language she was using with Reese. Right. So I think that's like, Really interesting that Tamlin's using that word. Mm-hmm. And then he said, the one day, perhaps when she decides she wants to end you, I'll be happy to oblige her. I read that as like, she wants Reese ended. 
I will kill Reese, which right. is very different from when Reese talked with um, the at the Illyrian camp about her, where it's mm-hmm. like, if you touch her, this is going to happen to you. And when right. she's done with you, I will. Right. Like, it's very, you can still see in these tiny ways such clear differences oh, between for the sure. two and mm-hmm. how they, in the, in the, the thoughts that they have of Feyre and the capacity that they believe she has. Right. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Screw Tamlin. And it says, A crack sounded in my ears and the world cleaved in two as the bond snapped. No. <sighs> okay. Next chapter. And I just oh. like... It's just the worst. It's next chapter. I know. I'm just going to go into the next chapter. Yep. Chapter 67. The Inner Circle and Feyre's sisters escape Highburn. Feyre leaves with Tamlin. Just crying over here. Oh. <laughs> Feyre goes and going to the spring court and not with the night court anymore. Yes. No. Literally the worst. But one thing that <sighs> I just like, I immediately and I feel like chapter 66 is trying to make you think the actual mating bond was canceled. Mm-hmm. But they talk about how... Um, Tamlin yanks off the glove on her left hand, mm-hmm. which is where that bargain tattoo was. Right. And that's no longer there. So right. I'm like, I remember the first time I read this, I was like, maybe? Mm-hmm. I just, I. Maybe it's just the bargain? No, I'm just thinking everything. Yeah, you're like everything. Everything. I just, gone. they focus, for me, I read this and it focused on that left hand. Yep. And so I was like, eh? Yeah, I didn't pay is attention just, to that detail. Is it just? But maybe, yeah. But Maybe. Oh, she says, so I looked just once at Resand and Cassian and Moore and Azriel. They were already looking at me, faces bloody and cold and enraged. But beneath them, I knew it was love beneath them. They understood the tears that rolled down my face as I silently said goodbye. <laughs> oh, I'm like crying over here. It's the worst. Oh. So Moore winnows to her sisters and grabs them. Moore and- picks up on the fact that Mm-hmm. that the wards are broken. Yes, she's the first to move. Mm-hmm. So she gets her sisters, and then that's when she winnows away, and then Reese winnows away with Cassian and Asriel. Right. And they're gone. Yeah, much to the surprise of Highburn. He's oh. like, what the heck? Where My wards. Yeah, he's like, what What happened? So Jurian's being a real dick to Lucian yes. about them having taken Elaine. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lucian's like really freaking out about Elaine, and... um. I thought it was funny. Favor notices that she's like, I was not panicking at my sister's being taken. Mm-hmm. I said quietly, we will get her back. But Lucian was watching me warily. Too warily. And I'm like, Lucian is just so clever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like him right now, but he is so smart. He picks up on so many small things mm-hmm. that he is definitely going to... I. I think the game that her and Lucian are about to play will be very interesting. Yeah. She says, Lucian spun towards me and that metal eye whirred and narrowed. Centuries of cultivated reason clicked into place. Yeah. And she said, I was not panicked about my sisters being taken. And I think Lucian is seeing more than Tamlin is and realizing that maybe Farrah isn't totally free of the night court and maybe she's mm-hmm. planning something. Like there's, if, if her sisters were truly in danger, she'd be freaking out. Yeah. But she's way too calm about it. And he realizes that. And then at the same time, he also is thinking about his own mate, Elaine. And Mm -hmm. so he's like, how do I have to play this in order to see her again? Mm -hmm. Um, So the King of Hybern realizes that the Book of Breathings isn't there. Yes. Reese is way too sly. So sly. And Feyre's just like, you're a mistake. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing they can do without the books, the things that he wanted her to do. Right. And so they leave. To go back to the spring court. And she tells Highburn, I will light your pyres myself. Well, this is Highburn and the Queens, basically. Mm-hmm. I will light your pyres myself for what you did to my sisters. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. And they went out away. And they went away. Spring court, man. It's a lot. It's like we haven't been back in the spring court in a, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Since the beginning of this book. It's wild. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> All right, chapter 68, we mm-hmm. get a fun perspective change. Yes. Um, this is an In My Feels chapter for me, um, and I put Reese Returns to Valaris. This is from Reese's perspective. I love that we get a chapter from Reese's perspective. I was Especially like, in this moment. I know. I was like, I wish the whole book was from his perspective sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm freaking out. Yes. And then to find out Farah is the high lady of the night court. Just like oh my gosh what the heck this this, that was like the biggest moment for me probably like 
in this like whole book where you're like, what? Hi, lady. It was, I was totally out of left field, did not see that coming. Yeah. Not consort, not anything. Hi, lady. Yes. Okay. So you're right. So they arrive back at the townhouse. Yes. And Amron is instantly asking and demanding to know where Fair is. And I love, I mean, obviously I don't love that Amron is like afraid and scared, mm-hmm. but I just, I do love how fearful she is for Fair. Like yeah. at this point, mm-hmm. they just think that she's Reese's mate. Right. And they are terrified. Mm-hmm. That she's, they're like, where is she? Where yeah. is she? And it's just, she's family. She yeah. so quickly is family for them. Moore gives Amarin the rundown and says that the bond was broken. Mm-hmm. And Amarin says, you know, a bond like that in regards to the mates can't be broken. And Reese confirms that it wasn't. I was like, oh yes. my gosh. You're like, <gasps> thank God. Thank God. Yeah. That, that was a scare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this made me sad. Mm-hmm. So, in his head, Reese says, I cleared my head, my shattering heart, breaking for what my mate had done, sacrificed for me and my family, for her sisters, because she hadn't thought, hadn't thought she was essential, even after all she had done. I know. <laughs> um, and so he, he tells Amarin that, you know, she's with Tamlin right now. Mm-hmm. And Amarin says, go get her. I know. I love it, Amarin. Because, I mean, Amarin has helped bear along the way with like getting under the prison and everything yeah. and just little things, but it's never been, they seem like friends, but not, it's not like that great of a friendship, yeah. not like her and more have. Yeah. And so to see her so protective of Farrah and mm-hmm. like, where is she demanding Reese go get her? I was like, I love that she's, that, that we're seeing so much more of her emotions in regards to Farrah than we mm-hmm. ever have. And Reese tells her no, and he says, weren't you listening to what Feyre said to him? She promised to destroy him from within. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. So she meant that. Yep. Uh, he says, she is my mate and my spy, and she is High Lady of the Night Court. <laughs> Which I love their reaction to this. I like how he just subtly drops that in, too. It's not just like... Yep. Not like a whole ceremony announcing to everybody that she's high lady. It's just, yeah. oh yeah, she's she's my mate. She's my spy. Oh, and she's the high lady of the night court. No yes. big deal or anything. No big deal. What? He says if they had removed her other glove, they would have seen a second tattoo on her right arm. The twin to the other. Inked last night when we crept out, found a priestess, and I swore her in as my high lady. Oh. <laughs> I love that he thinks so much of her that he truly wanted to make her an equal in every single way possible. Oh my gosh, yeah, this is the best quote. My equal in every way. She would wear my crown, sit on a throne beside me, never sideline, never designated to breeding and parties and child rearing. My queen. It's beautiful. <laughs> Reese, you're like the best. He really is. But Moore's response just like, I also, I just love so much of this. She goes, you mean to tell me that my high lady is now surrounded by enemies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah! And I like how so she's so accepting of it. It's just yes. instantly my high lady. Yes. It's not, oh, Farah or my friend. Or, it's my high lady. Exactly. She is instantly at that level and accepted as that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if they weren't freaked out and pissed before. Better be now. Better are now. Yep. <sighs> um, okay. And then ugh, I'm just quoting so much. Reese then goes, I mean to tell you. That your high lady made a sacrifice for her court, and we will move when the time is right. So it's just like the she just she is sacrificing. She's sacrificing so much. Like mm-hmm. it's so sad that she doesn't think she's essential. But like I really felt like we've talked a lot about like what a good ruler looks like, mm-hmm. and I feel like Feyre just like instantly stepped into this role of high lady yeah and understood the assignment yeah you know she's like this is what a ruler would do for her people and her family and it's just beautiful it is 69 yeah 69 okay last our last chapter this is a screaming chapter like Mm -hmm. ah chapter and i just put favor returns to the spring court i thought this was like a good ending chapter for the book um, yeah, it's ugh. like I can only imagine like what Farrah has in store for the spring court. And I'm so mm-hmm. curious the role Lucian's going to play in it since all he wants now is his mate. Yep. So I'm just I'm very curious how this is going to play out. Me too. Um, I thought it was really interesting how it started out when they got to the spring court. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because she said, I'd forgotten how quiet it was here, how small, empty. Spring bloomed, the air gentle and scented with roses, still lovely. But there were front doors sealed behind me. There was the window I'd banged on trying to get out, a pretty rose-covered prison. Because mm. I just, I remember when we first read about the spring court, we talked about, like, how beautiful it must be. Right. And now it's like, no, it's just a rose-covered prison. Mm. But it's true. I mean, for yeah. her especially. And she talks about, she said, love was a balm as much as it was a poison. Oh, so true when it comes to Tamlin. I know. And we, I mean, we talked about that so much yep. throughout the book, but she's definitely aware of it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I'm just like, is Tamlin that easily convinced that she was just under a spell the whole time? It's like you were mates. That's not something that can be spelled or, yeah. or chosen. Like it's, it, it is what it is. And for him to think the bond's broken and. She was under a spell the whole time. I'm just, really? Are you that desperate to have her back that you will so easily believe it was all a spell? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. She said to him, you're real. You freed me. And he goes, you freed yourself. And I'm, I literally made a note that just says, seriously, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, come on. You're going to pull out of that and be like, you freed yourself. Mm-hmm. Now what? Go away. Well, it's surprising that he would kind of give her the credit for something like he the tamlin that we know would be like yes yeah i freed you however by making this deal with highburn yes i was able to free you but he's like no no you did it yourself and i'm like since when have you been so telling her Mm -hmm. that she has the power kind of thing it's not well it's very surprising i think it feels really manipulative to me yeah because it's like it's not that tamlin can't give her credit Mm -hmm. It's that he's giving her credit for things that ultimately diminish the shitty things he did. Yeah. Because he's like, you freed yourself. That's why I did all of that. Because you freed yourself. Yeah. It's manipulative. See that? Ugh. Ugh. So Feyre says, um, I'll help you. Or she says this in her head. She goes, help lead you in the wrong direction. Help bring you and your court to your knees. And take down Jurian and those conniving traitorous queens. And then tear Ianthe into tiny, tiny pieces and bury them in a pit no one can find. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, let's do this. Yep. Let's go. So, and obviously we've talked about this a little bit before, but Lucian is definitely skeptical mm-hmm. of what's going on. And he seems to know that she's lying. Yeah. But he's not saying anything because he knows that he wants to see his mate again. And the only way is through Farah. Yeah. So, like you said, I'm very curious this game that we're going to be playing with Lucian and Farah. Yeah. And the end of this chapter is just, it's just beautiful. Like, it's beautifully written. It's such good energy. Um, And it says, I gave Lucian a sweet, sleepy smile. So our game began. We hit the sweeping marble stairs to the front doors of the manor. And so Tamlin unwittingly led the High Lady of the Night Court into the heart of his territory. Mm, I love it. What a final line. I know. I will like never forget that final line. No. I love it. And also I did want to point out that she finally tells Tamlin like she's not going to be put on the sidelines for this. Oh, yes. She's like, no, I want to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I agree. Like I I admit I did things wrong and I want you to be part of this. And yeah. I need to talk to Ianthe and figure some things out. But I mean, he seems to be willing to, like, at least try to fix what he so messed up on before. Yeah, but it's, for me, and I think she even said this, like, Mm -hmm. it's too late. Oh, for sure it's too late. (laughs) But at least he recognizes that he was totally screwed up in what he was doing. Yeah. But, I mean, not to say I like Tamlin right now, but I'm just giving him... A little credit. You just for... you can feel the heat off of me, oh, so I yeah. feel like you keep you're like I am not justifying we're bal- him. We're balancing. <laughs> no, I just I hear you. I mm-hmm. I agree. It's like great, but I just I feel like I'm just seeing like a master manipulator. Like, oh yeah. I feel like that's like part of part of good manipulation is giving people a little bit of what they want so they mm-hmm. think that they have power when yeah. in reality you're just twisting everything mm-hmm. so i still hate him as, yeah and again it's been like revived mm-hmm. so like we can't do any minis on tamlin re- like in the near future because i'm just gonna be so mean <laughs> to him i gotta like i gotta reread the beginning of this book and maybe feel bad for him again mm-hmm. for a minute but um that's the end, right? That's the end. <gasps> Such a good book. Ugh, it really is. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed 
this season. Yes. We still have one more mini this week, Mm -hmm. but it's been so much fun. I know. Uh, So quick, like, tactical update. Um, We're going to take the next two weeks to kind of, like, recoup and plan for the next season. Um, So we'll see you in two weeks Mm -hmm. to start A Court of Wings and Ruin. Yay, season three. Yes, season three is coming back. Uh, So we'll talk to y'all then. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.